الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعسى أن تكرهوا شيئا وهو خير لكم وعسى أن تحبوا شيئا وهو شر لكم والله يعلم وأنتم لا تعلمون صدق الله العلي العظيم My respected most honorable elders Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. First and foremost, we begin by humbly thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for enabling us with this unique and wonderful opportunity to congregate in His house, to worship Him, to glorify Him, and to send salutations upon His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. And we pray that Allah azza wa jal will continue to facilitate such wonderful opportunities for us in the future, insha'Allah. Uh, last night, we just uh, experienced something uh, which is quite significant in the lives of not just uh, British Muslims, but the wider British community. Uh, we experienced a general election, one in which we, praise, one in which we placed great hope, uh, and unfortunately, for many of us, uh, our hopes were dashed, depending on which way you were leaning. It got me thinking when I woke up for Fajr this morning that, uh, and, and, and seeing the news and, and the sentiments of the people coming through, whether that be on social media, uh, on the news, uh, and everywhere else. It got me thinking, as, as Muslims, some of the statements that, that people were making online, which I had just scrolled through, and I saw some statuses of uh, some prominent Muslim individuals in this country. And it was reminiscent of when Donald Trump became the, the president uh, of, of America, the shock um, that, that, you know, that reverberated, uh, the shock waves that were sent throughout you know, uh, not just uh, uh, the community, uh, the Muslim community in, in the US, but all around the world. It, it was kind of reminiscent of that, that people were shocked, people were surprised. And some of the statements that people were making, it got me thinking. Things like, well, this is it, you know, things are only going to get harder for Muslims, things are only going to get more difficult for Muslims, uh, and, and so on and so forth, as if, you know, uh, I almost got the feeling of that the message that people were trying to convey was that if instead of Boris Johnson and the Conservatives getting elected, if Labour and Jeremy Corbyn had become the next Prime Minister, everything was going to be perfect from here on out. And now with Boris Johnson and the Conservatives, oh, it's all gone down the drain and that's it, there's no hope left for us. And people were quite demoralised. And I, I'm getting some of that feeling and that sentiment today uh, as well. And it got me thinking about the Islamic viewpoint and the Islamic understanding of Qadr. We teach our young children from a young age, right? We teach our children from a young age. We tell them, what is Iman? Iman is built upon, is belief in Allah, belief in his malaika, Belief in his books, belief in his angels, belief in the last day, and belief in Qadr. 
khairihi wa sharrihi min Allah ta'ala now qadr predetermination or destiny good and bad whatever takes place whatever you experience whatever happens is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's imperative for you and I to understand that for us to appreciate that whatever takes place in our lives Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of it so although it's been an extremely difficult year for the British Muslim community with the increase of anti-Muslim sentiments and anti-Muslim bigotry and hate crimes and statements by politicians the likes of our Prime Minister against Muslims and Muslim women it's imperative that we understand that a general election doesn't change our fortunes a general election should not result in us becoming demoralized as a community the outcome of, of the elections shouldn't change our perspective and we, we, we need only to look throughout human history or throughout the Islamic history and we'll find that from the beginning of the Khilafah from uh, after the Khilafah of, of, of Sayyidina Ali ended and the Khilafah al-Rashida the, the, the rightly guided Khalifas who had ruled in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ended and strife began to emerge people were fighting for leadership problems began to arise we see that Islam continued to spread Islam continued to 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 flourish even when its leaders were totally against the ethos of what Islam was trying to convey or the message that Islam was trying to convey with evil leaders with evil uh, with leaders with 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 incorrect and evil intentions who were immoral and unethical irrespective of that Muslims still began to you know Muslims still were were, were representative represented in all fields Islam and continued to spread Muslims continue to, 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 to learn, to seek knowledge, to become the best versions of themselves that they could possibly be. So it's imperative for us <coughs> to remember that we must accept the good with the bad. Because inevitably that's going to happen. Life is a test. You're not going to breeze through it. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything's going to be perfect. Okay, that's it. No, you're going to have to take the good with the bad. And it's imperative that, you know, it's in times of adversity when the human spirit is tested the most. It's in times of adversity when the human spirit reigns supreme. You see, when times are good and when you're not being tested and everything's going well for you, you become what? Lazy. You become lazy. When times are difficult and you're tested, that's when the true when you truly realize the value of yourself you truly appreciate yourself and your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is strengthened further just look in your own lives when things have been going well for you in your personal lives how often have you thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it how often have you attributed the khair and the success of that predetermination to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other hand, <coughs> when things aren't going so well, you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you begin to realize who you are, you begin to understand 
what you are and what you're made of. And that's important for us uh, to understand. The most important thing, however, is for us to, to appreciate that as Muslims, we place our trust in no mortal beings. We don't place our whole trust in, in, a, in an individual who is here today but is gone tomorrow. We place our, our, our trust in the divine, the divine engineer, the one who is in control of everything. And it is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the mu'minun, the believers, place their trust. This is what the Quran says. We place, place our faith and trust in the individual who will never let us down. Irrespective of the circumstances, good times and bad, he's going to be by our side. La tahzan, inna Allah ma'ana. Do not grieve. Do not get sad. For indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. If only we understood that short verse of the Quran, it will change our fortunes. Because no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we'll always understand or we'll always appreciate the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. You know, when you're going through a difficult situation and you're going through it alone, it become, that situation becomes even more difficult for you to bear or for you to handle. However, if you have somebody, if you have a support system, if you have people around you who can help you, who can uplift you, who can lift you up, that situation becomes a little bit easier for you to handle. Well, that should be the case for us all the time because we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by our sides. And only, it is only, you know, we only fall into despair and lose hope when we lose that rope that attaches ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we, when we lose our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's when we lose hope. That's when we find ourselves grieving. We shouldn't get caught up with what could have been and how things could have been done differently. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know that age-old question? <coughs> Excuse me. You know that age-old question of what if? We ask ourselves, oh, what if this happened? You know, there's individuals who fall into depression. There's people among our community who fall into depression, who severely suffer just because they, rem they think about things which they weren't in control of or which perhaps were in their control but didn't go in their favor. And they lose hope and they fall into despair. And that age-old question of what if, what if this happened or what if that happened? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never in his life ever asked or never in his life ever said, what if? What if this was to happen? Or how amazing would it be if that happened? No, he accepted whatever happened, happened for the best. Even if that didn't go in his favor or in the favor of his ummah or his community. The Prophet ﷺ took it in his stride. We saw that in uh, the defeat of the Battle of Uhud. This is the Prophet ﷺ. He himself becomes injured. His companions killed. He's on the verge of victory. And victory is snatched away from the Muslims and, and, and replaced with, with, with near defeat. However, eventually, the Muslims rose above that and they became, ultimately became Triumphant. They didn't allow themselves to fall into despair. The Muslims didn't think, oh, that's it. 
We're done for it. Oh, there's no point. The ummah is, is, is over. We're, we're finished. No. They lifted themselves up. They inspired themselves to become better. You, you look at throughout human history, look at the example of Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun. When the community, when Musa alayhi salam took the Bani Israel with him, and he's there now, and he's, he's on the verge of freedom, and they saw the, the sea in front of them, and the people who were with Musa alayhi salam, they said, oh, we've left Fir'aun only to, to, for it to result in this, we're trapped. That's what they thought, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened a way for them. Musa alayhi salam led them through, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened a way, from them, opened a way from, for them in what was an, apparently an impossible situation. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, when he was thrown into the fire, the fire, instead of burning him, became a place of coolness for him. So when you put your faith and your trust in Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up the path for you. Defeats are a part of life. We've heard this throughout, uh, throughout our lives. I've heard it throughout mine. And it's absolutely true that, you know, when you're winning, take a football team, for example, or any sports team. When a sports team is consistently winning and they never lose, they become complacent. They think to themselves, oh, we're winning all the time. We don't need to train that hard enough. We're winning all the time. We can take it easy. Because inevitably we're going to win. You start becoming lazy and you start becoming complacent. However, defeats. What happens when you're defeated? What happens when you lose? You begin to reevaluate yourself. You begin to think, okay, you know what? Maybe I should have done things differently. Maybe I need to put more give more attention to this specific part of my game. I need to become better. I need to do this better. So they're a part of life. And the only way, you know, we, we, uh, I, we often hear this, you know, when you're winning, you don't learn from winning. But when you're losing, you learn from your defeats. And that's something that we must understand and we too must appreciate. The verse of the Quran, in, in, in a verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And we alternate these days of varying fortunes among mankind. That our ayyam, our days, no two days are the same. Some days are good, other days are bad. Some days we're on a high, some days we're at a low. And they're very, we, we have varying fortunes uh, among our days. And it's imperative that we seek to to, um, to bring about uh, that way or that middle path that draws us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The verse that I quoted before you, and this kind of sits well with, with the subject matter that we're discussing today. And, and this is something that you find in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa too. In this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And perhaps you detest something or you dislike something, but in it, there is khair for you. You don't understand, but it's good for you. And perhaps you love something. Something is beloved to you, but it's sharrun lakum. It's bad for you. You don't realize it's not good for you. 
Wallahu ya'lamu antum la ta'lamun. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and you do not, you, you know not. You do not know. And we, if we ponder over this verse, there's many occasions when we thought there was something good for us or something was going well for us. But in fact, it turns out to be the opposite. On the other hand, when we found ourselves in a difficult situation and we thought there's no way out, there's no end in sight, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up the path for us and it becomes a good situation for us. However, at the time, we didn't realize it. This is something that we have to understand. It's in, when, when we find ourselves in situations where things are going well, count your blessings. Sayyidina Ubaidullah ibn Mihsan reported that the Prophet wasallam said that whoever among you he wakes up secure in his property, healthy in his body, and he has food for the day. Uh, it is as if he was given the entire world, the Prophet wasallam said. So if you wake up, your property is secure, your family is secure, you're, you're, you're healthy in terms of, 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 of your body, and you had food for the day, then the whole world has been given to you. Be pleased with, be, count your blessings. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what you have. In, in an oft-quoted hadith of the Prophet sallallahu that I have mentioned before, the Prophet sallallahu said, أَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ لَيْسَ ذَلِكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ That amazing, how wondrous is the affair of the believer. How wondrous are his affairs. Indeed, in every affair, in every single thing that he goes through, there is khair for him. I.e. if he goes through good or bad, inevitably there is good in it for him, there is khair for him. In asabatu sarra'u shakar. That if he goes through uh, something good or happiness befalls him, then shakara. Then he counts his blessing and he is thankful for what he's being granted. Fakanat khairan lah. And that's good for him. And if he goes through something bad or any harm befalls him, he remains patient and that's also good for him. So it's a win-win situation for the believer. If something good happens to you, you're thankful, that's good for you. If something bad happens to you, if any harm befalls you, you remain patient and that's khair for you. And that's the best for you. This is one of the most difficult things for us to do, is to remain patient. In fact, both of them are difficult. It's difficult for us to remain thankful when good things, when, when, when things are going well, and it's difficult for us to remain patient when things are not going so well. This is why I, I feel like we need to stress upon the importance of tawakkul, of of putting our faith and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's the only thing that will truly <coughs> change our fortunes. Putting our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's when we'll truly realize the value of what we have. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, uh, while giving advice to a child, and that child was Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, and he says that know that if all of the people get together, in order to benefit you with something, they will not benefit you with anything except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for you. And know that if all of the people get together to harm you with something, they will never be able to harm you in anything except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for you. 
And that's our faith in predetermination. That's what we, when we say we believe in qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allahi ta'ala, that's precisely what it is. Good and bad coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, with regards to, to, to that feeling when, when things are not going so well and you grieve and you fall into sadness or you fall into despair, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَا تَحِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And do not grieve. Do not get disheartened. Disheartened. Why? أَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ You are the highest. You've been given everything. You're, you're number one. You are the best of everything. إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you truly remain as believers. If you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you retain that faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll never lose. You're always going to be on the winning side. How often is it we teach our children? We say to them, read the dua, hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Make this dhikr. Make this remembrance, hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. What does it mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is sufficient for us and He is the best disposer of our affairs. We're giving ourselves up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we say this, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Oh Allah, you alone know what's good for us. You alone are in control of our affairs. You know what's best for us and we, we entrust our affairs to you. Because when you have that hope and that trust and that belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will not panic. The calamities will go away. Things instead of getting worse will become better for you. Look at the example of the Prophet ﷺ. In his life, Abu Sufyan, when he was not a Muslim, he used psychological warfare, warfare against the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. He said he was going to crush the Muslims. The, the kuffar in Mecca said they were going to crush the Muslims. And the Prophet ﷺ, he looked towards the companions when he heard this coming from them or when they heard this coming from the mushrikeen in, in Mecca. And they responded with Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. And when they went back, when, 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 as soon as they said that, their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthened. And they be, they, the grief and the sadness went away. And they were inspired to become better. They were inspired to become triumphant. And inevitably, that's what resulted in it. They were triumphant. <coughs> Sometimes when you say, when you think something is good for you and and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you you don't understand but there's there's shar in that for you there's there's evil in that for you sometimes when you think something is is bad for you but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places khair in it you see that example manifest in the lives of the companions and that during the treaty of Hudaybiyah what happened all of the conditions in the treaty of Hudaybiyah when the muslims were having the upper hand when the muslims were in a position where they could negotiate in their favor. Yet the Prophet ﷺ accepted conditions that were seemingly totally against the Muslims. The likes of Sayyidina Umar said, Ya Rasulullah, are we not on the haqq? And the Prophet ﷺ said, of course, O Umar. Then why are we accepting conditions that are, that are so clearly against us and in the favor of, of them? There's, no, there's so much disparity here. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed the companions that this is a great victory for you. But at the time, they didn't understand it, did they? 
They understood afterwards when the treaty was broken and they entered into Mecca and they conquered Mecca at the head of 10,000. And everybody accepted Islam. You see, there was so much hikmah behind the Prophet ﷺ agreeing to those conditions. But at the time, they didn't understand it. So that's something that we should understand as well. That there are certain things that at, at the time when they happen, perhaps we might not understand them. Perhaps we might not appreciate them. But over time, we look back and say, you know what? That made me a stronger person. You know that adversity that I went through? That made me different. That made me think differently. And it resulted in something which be ultimately was better for me. And this is how we, this is the mentality as Muslims we must adopt when we move forward. We should not think of things with, you know, as a, 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 and have that bleak sort of uh, mentality. And we look towards the future with absolutely no sense of, of hope uh, in ourselves and in those around us. We should have that trust, we should place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be hopeful. Yes, things are going to be up and down. That's the nature of, and that's the natural course of things. We look at the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't think for one moment that everything's going to be all perfect. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us when the signs of the end of time comes, things are going to be extremely difficult for the Muslims. But that doesn't mean that you let yourselves fall into despair and you start to grieve. And you say, well, that's it, I'm going to give up now. As Muslims, we don't give up. We stand up and we keep going. We place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala irrespective of how difficult things are, how bad things are. We retain that belief and that hope that Allah subhanahu Do not grieve for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is with us. So continue on your merry path. Show empathy, show, show love, show compassion to one another. You know, um, when at times like these, it's imperative that you talk to your children, you, talk, you teach your children what it means to be a Muslim, that a Muslim is, being a Muslim isn't always going to be easy. You know, sometimes we sugarcoat uh, uh, our, our teachings for our children. And when they grow up and they, f they find themselves in a difficult situation, they don't know how to respond, they don't know how to react. Teach them from a young age that sometimes things are going to be difficult, but as Muslims, we persevere. That's what istiqama is. Teach them the importance of istiqama. Teach them the importance of perseverance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Quran, the noble sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places the Muslims in, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala place khair in that. For us, for our da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.